Hey everybody, my name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio. And before we get to the main episode, I wanted to once again give myself a shout-out and let you know that I'm going to be at Liberty City Anime Con, which is next month, August the 10th and the 11th, doing three panels. The first one is, I believe, at um, 12, at 1 or 12. I, I don't, but the first one is on Saturday. It's called um, Full Metal and Beyond, an exploration disability anime. That's like my specialty since I am a two-time childhood brain cancer survivor and I live with every day with a physical disability. That, like, I do a really good job on that panel. I know I do a really good job with that panel. I love doing it, so I would love if you're at all interested to stop by and see me do it. Um, and then the second panel I'll be doing is Mommy and Daddy Hate You, A Guide to Bad Anime Parenting. I did that last year. I'll be doing that this year. But now with more bad dads and awful moms than ever before. Um, and then I, the next day, the 11th of August, on that Sunday... I'll be doing a panel for the fir- a new panel for the first time called Welcome to Your Cyberpunk Future and that is a look at what it would really be like to live in the future that something like Ghost in the Shell or something like um Pandora in the Crimson Shell Ghost Urn proposes um I know those are both very Masamune Shiro e answers but there's a reason for that so but Definitely come and check me out if you are going to Liberty City Anime Con over that weekend. Um, or And I hope to see you there. On another note, um, thank you to everybody who's A, still listening to the <laughs> um, Evangelion episode. I expected it to be popular. I didn't expect it to be kind of long jet to have like a longevity of popularity that it does. Um, other episodes I've done like that are the episode I did on Black Clover, where I spent probably an hour shitting on Black Clover. Because, <laughs> God, that show is awful. I still watch it week to week because I have a problem. Um, and then, thank you everybody who listened to my show on Rumiko Takahashi. I, um was having issues thinking of, and this happens to me a lot, is I don't necessarily plan out the episodes in advance because I do this not only for you, the viewer, but because I like thinking and talking about anime, but I like thinking and talking about it usually unless I'm doing a panel in like a more scatterbrain, scattershot way. So lots of times I'll be like, what do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? And then all of a sudden it'll pop into my head the day before or the day of, and I'll be like, yes, that's what I should do. Um, And Rumiko Takahashi popped into my head, and that has been super surprisingly popular, the promotion I did, because I I promote the podcast episodes on my Instagram all the time. That promotion has been wildly popular. Um, but thank you to everybody who has listened to that episode. If you haven't listened to either the Rumiko Takahashi episode or the 
Evangelion episode. They're both in this feed, and you can always subscribe for more episodes every week. Um, but on that note, what we'll be talking about today is another kind of infamous anime, and that anime is Cromorty High School. I'm not 
So, for those of you who haven't been watching anime for that long, there are some titles that are kind of staples that everybody knows about and has watched and will, like, send you towards. Things like Cowboy Bebop, things like Evangelion, things like Ranma One Half. I've talked about Evangelion and um, the greater works of, Ru- of Rumiko Takahashi in this podcast before. But I still haven't had the courage to tackle Cowboy Bebop for lots of reasons. But um, another show that you may have heard of, but is not streaming many places except for one place, which I will shout out in a second, is Cromorty High School. And Cromorty High School is this absurdist high school delinquent comedy (laughs) that is, at times, most of the time, barely animated. So, if, um, some of you might be familiar with the concept of a visual manga, or, or like, a manga 2.0 style of anime, and that is, basically, there's very little animation, it's usually just jump cuts to still frames with voiceover and, like, some basic, like, shaking flash effects. And oftentimes people aren't happy with these things because they don't use the form correctly, if that makes any sense. Um, and Cremorne High School is very much in that mold. It is very... It, it is not about, like knocking it out of the park with stunning animation at all times. But it is about using the kind of, like, manga 2.0 hat, like, quasi-animated form to set up jokes and set up punchlines and just deliver them to you kind of flawlessly. And they, so, basically the idea is that this, um, new student, this new student who's got transferred into the school for delinquents, basically because his grades are garbage. <laughs> and, I, I, oh, I should, I should note that, um, <laughs> it, so, oftentimes in, like, the 90s, there used to be this thing that popped up before anime, and that thing was usually before cartoons, but before anime in terms of animation from Japan. And that is a disclaimer from usually from the studio that says, you know, don't think, don't sit too close to the TV. It's bad for your eyes. Blah 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 blah. One of the more well-known ones is this disclaimer that used to pop up before. His and her circumstances, Kerkano, that just stuck this text on the page and just played like a piece of the intro music, and it would just cut to the intro, and that one's always stuck in my head. And you just see like it's bad for your eyes to sit to sit close to the TV screen, so maybe don't do it. And also, maybe don't spend your entire life watching TV. To which I would usually be like, too late, I'm shotgunning this series, I got it on Amazon for 50 bucks. 
Um, and for those of you who wonder, um, Kano was my first anime purchase, and my first box set purchase. I, I, I like that show, you leave me alone. <laughs> um, but... Kromori High School would do this thing where it was the main character, like, kneeling in the fetal position in a corner crying and being like, don't do any of this stuff. The people in this show are delinquents. Don't do any of this stuff at home. Seriously, man, don't do it. It's bad news. These people are bad news. And then it just launches into a really, really excellent opening that is just full of, like, gorillas, Freddie Mercury, or effect a Freddie, actual Freddie Mercury, um, a robot, <laughs> a flying saucer, like, all of these things just, like, happen in your brain, and then you're, like, dropped into this school setting, and so, usually the way it'll go is, the show will get progressively more and more weird. And the joke is that all of these delinquents aren't really badass delinquents. They're just misunderstood, soulful teenagers. <laughs> so, like, everything is slightly, that they do is slightly misconstrued to be terrifying and bad because of how these, like, Teenagers, quote-unquote, look, but they're, they're, like, good dudes trying to help society. And uh, there is a character who's got this, like, I forget his name, but, um, he's got this tuft of purple hair that's, like, all of his hair gone, but he had this, like, troll doll-style tuft of hair that is the only constantly animated thing in the show because it just waves constantly, like nothing else is moving. There's no wind, and it's like, and and it just moves, like independently of anything else. It's really great, <laughs> and like they they <laughs> they clearly were like, okay, we don't have much budget to make this show. What dumb shit can we do to like, oh. That guy's hair tough. Let's go. And it just... I, and he's this, like, ultra badass dude <laughs> who somehow, like, I look at him, I'm like... I get a strange feeling that somehow you were, like, the base model for Kakashi Hadate from Naruto and just, like, they were like, okay, we'll take this and we'll, like, do it seriously and, like, hold the hair down with some hair gel. And this whole... So this whole show is just, like, it gets progressively weirder and progressively more insane as the show goes on because they just add... The, 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 so they start with the base of this... um. I think his name is Takashi. Um, they thought it's the base of Takashi, and they add on like this idea that he is this roving bat. First off, they add on this idea 
that he's this roving badass basically because he bumped into somebody. And then they add on, like, more and more characters who seem like badasses, but, like, they're just out to do their civic good. <laughs> um, if you've never seen this show and you're wondering something to compare it to, um, the creator has done other shows that haven't been as well-received, but I would say the kind of feeling that it puts across... It probably closes to something like, um, I don't know, um, Hinamatsuri. Hinamatsuri has that kind of, like, nonsensical gangster, like, attitude mixed with, like, just straight-up good Samaritan. Like, seemingly bad-looking people can be good Samaritans. Except in Hinamatsuri, like, you know, the characters are bad people. They're just, like, they also care about other, like, they have people they care about in their lives. But in, <laughs> so, like, in, to give you a great example, in to the, this big, hulking, blonde dude in Cromorty High, and more often than not, like, his deal is just helping his mom with the groceries. <laughs> or some, like, inane, helpful bullshit like that. <laughs> and it just... And then... And then there's Mechazawa. <laughs> Mechazawa is probably one of my favorite jokes in anime. Because... Everybody around him is, like... A two-bit, like... It, it made out to be a two-bit hustler. But... Mechazawa is supposed to be, like, the ultimate badass. And... Mechazawa is exactly what he sounds like. He's a robot. But he's a robot who doesn't know that he's a robot. Like, it doesn't cross his mind. He does robot things like change his own oil as he's talking to people but he doesn't know that he's a robot. And... It, it's, there's always a joke of Takashi being like, how does... How am I the only person who knows this guy is like a wind-up toy robot? And when I say robot, I don't mean like wind-up toy robot. I don't mean like the ones you see from the 50s. I mean like... Take a Coke can and put like... Grab her arms and like bend her feet on it, and like two big yellow eyeballs, and like slip a Japanese school uniform on it, and you have Mechazawa. <laughs> he's just like this robotic Coke can of a thing, and he like spouts all these like old wise Yakuza bullshit things at you. <laughs> All the time. Like, he's always talking about, like, honor and meaning. And, like, the only time he ever gets pissed off is when someone picks on his little brother. And he's like, we need to go kill them. And then, like, he gets there and he gives the person a stern talking to. And everybody, including the person who he gave the stern talking to, acts like, oh, shit. I, like, the person got the stern talking to was like, I've been shamed. 
I'm sorry, Mekazawa. I'll never do it again. And all of his, like, all the people in classes with him are like, oh my god, Mekazawa's amazing. And the entire time. So, it was really important. I, I skipped over this. But, important to know, this show is basically a straight man in an insane asylum. <laughs> Like, 90% of the time. And Takashi plays the chronic straight man of just like... D d why is Freddie Mercury a classmate? This makes no sense. And that, But the best parts are like, with Mechadal in particular, they will, like, someone else will br will seemingly break out of the illusion that he's not a robot and, like, start to, like, be like, Wait, you noticed it too? He's like, yeah, I noticed it too. And I want to say every time that, like, Mechazawa has hair now. And you just see Takashi in the corner like, son of a bitch! What the hell? It doesn't matter that Mechazawa's wearing a hairpiece or a hula skirt. It matters that he's a robot. And just, so, like... The whole show is like that. At some point, there's a male-female gorilla thing happening. And it it's a show that builds on its crazy episode by episode, but it can still be appreciated, like, in, like, in its own, in, like, one episode, one, two, three episode chunks. Because it's just so off the wall. And it's so... Like, and part, and I want, and something I should mention here, part of this is the fact that they had a really good team write the dub and voice act the dub, because a show like this could really easily just get lost in its own sauce and come out not being funny, especially considering lots of, um... What's it called? Lots of Japanese comedy is um, voice-based. Some, something like um, Hinamatsuri is not that common because lots of Japanese comedy is pun-based, basically. Like, it's like you're making puns on words, you're making words that sound like other words, you're using words that have, like, 12 meanings, and you can slot that in. If you choose, you could slot in a different one if you choose. Um, a good example of that would be actually a Chinese example of that would be um, so on Hassan Minaj's show on Netflix, he talks about the Me Too movement movement in China and how after China started censoring the hashtag Me Too, they turned instead of trying to find a different English hashtag, they turn to a... to the Chinese words me, am I, and to, T-U, which means rice bunny. <laughs> and so that's the hashtag they use, and that's the substitution they use. And that's a lot of, like... That's not a comedic example. That's a really serious example, but that's a lot of, like, the comedic workings of 
Japanese comedy. But something like Hinamatsuri leans a lot on physical comedy, and that's why he that's why Hinamatsuri is so kind of amazing across the board, because you can look at that thing, you can be like, oh, I get this, I'm here for this, but you don't need to know, like, this word sounds like that word, and that word sounds like this word, and, like, on and on and on down the line. You, the joke it doesn't need to be explained to you. And I think the problem with the create with the person with the I think it's a um mangaka who wrote this show, his other two comedy shows were too dependent on like needing to know the explanation for the joke for the joke to work. Like like everybody says, if you have to explain the joke it's not funny. Um but Cromorty High School it's the best way I can sum up how well it's dubbed is if you ever used to watch, um, they used to have these things called hip-hop dubs, and they were on, um, MTV, usually MTV2 later on, but they started out on MTV, and they'd get a bunch of, like, hip-hop people that dub usually older, or Usually older, but still modern Japanese and Chinese kung fu movies. The, the like infamous one is Volcano High, where like the main character is voiced by Red Man, and like the antagonist character is voiced by Method Man. And it like they keep the internal structure of the movie, but they change everything, but they change the voice lines so they fit better, But and also so it has this swagger it didn't have in, it, even in the original, because it wasn't Red Man and Method Man voicing the characters. Um, a good, like, dub that has a lot of contextual elements, like Cromorty, works because the dub team stopped and like basically stared at the script and listened to the script over and over and over again and the result is they can figure out how to like work everything so it still works and it's still funny as hell but it doesn't lean on the pun-based comedy, basically. And so, like, um, another example is, um, a, a, a different example is a show like Back Mongolian Chop Squad, which is a much longer manga. If you've never, I did a show on Back in this podcast, you can go find it in the feed. But if you never, if you've only seen the show and you're like, where's the rest of the story? Go read the manga. It's well worth it. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> but actually, it's more than kind of amazing. It is amazing. Um, including Hobo Santa, the music producer. Which is a real thing, I promise. Um, <laughs> but the, the issue there, and the issue with Beck always was, that 
fundamentally, it was a manga about musicians, and it was a manga about making music. So, the way they... Basically, the way they translated that in the manga is tons of god rays when Koyuki sings, and or when someone who's good at singing sings, you see, like, it radiating out of them. And, like, they have lots of... They have lots of reaction panels to people being like, Oh, shit. This is really good. Or, like, rivals being like, Oh, shit. This is really good. Damn it. Um... But when they brought it over to anime, they... They went out and got... I think they, they went out and got the pillows to help with the soundtrack. That was, like, the indie rock music feel they wanted. And they had them write songs and perform them for the show, so it had that sound. And they have, I would imagine, someone sub in for the voice actor, or they had the voice actor go get singing lessons, so they could at least sing passably. And they did a pretty good approximation of it for the um, show, they had to go find, but they had to go find voice actors who could sing because that was required to like tell the story. And here in Cromori High School, they clearly found voice actors who can improv and who can like re- immediately react to what's on screen and what's happening and like break it down and reconstruct it because that's what's necessary for the show to be as great as it is. And I can't stress enough, it is really great. Originally, I think... I think I saw it the first time I saw Cromori High School. I saw it on a DVD out out of a magazine or like a promo thing out of a magazine. And But the time I saw it in its entirety was on G4, because, um, for those of you who don't know, G4 is a now-defunct gaming TV channel that you used to get with cable. And they used to have an anime block. And in their anime blocks, they would be like, what's weird, what's bizarre? They'd go out and they'd get things like Cromori High School, because they just they were, like, playing to, like, stoners and gamers. It wasn't, like, the end of the world if something wasn't super popular. And also, they wanted to spend less money on licensing, not more. So things like um, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, that kind of stuff was already out of their range. But they could afford things like Cromori High School. (laughs) Um, And so G4 is really where it picked up kind of popularity and probably gains the kind of cult status it has because it is it really is like a cult classic comedy anime. Um but the where what's really interesting is where it's streaming now because I'm not sure if it's on um the like main services of um what's it called? Crunchyroll, or F- I know it's not on Funimation. I'm almost 100% sure it's not on Funimation, although anything's possible. Um, but I would bet, uh, I think a, I think a dub, a subtitled 
version might be on Crunchyroll, but the place where you can go find the dub, which is totally worth watching. Like, like. So here's the other barrier with comedy, with comedy-based anime, is when they say something funny that's not like a pun or a joke. It's it can be hard to, at least for me, to react to that for real. If I'm reading it. So when I watch like comedy anime. I generally like to watch, to watch it dubbed. Because I can enjoy it the way I would enjoy something like. Um, something like old school or something like that. Um, <laughs> but. The. Dub for this is also very very good. Because the characters play off each other well. They have this kind once again, I think his name is Takashi. He is the, like, eternal straight man to end all straight men in this show. It's, and it comes off that way. He, he, he seems like the lone island of logic and a sea of insanity that is this show. Until eventually, it, like, at some point, sometimes, he just loses it too. And it's just, like, totally off the wall. But, um, he, where it's streaming now is, and you can find both the sub and dub, is on a streaming service. I think I've mentioned this before. I've actually covered a show from this before called Midnight Pulse. And Midnight Pulse is all about, like, cult and, like, kind of, like, edgy, dark stuff. So, um, I covered Era the Animation. You can find that on Midnight Pulse, but you can also find Cremorium Midnight Pulse, you can watch Bubblegum Crisis on Midnight Pulse. It's it's a really really interesting and good idea for like a streaming network because what they're what they do basically is they get, go around they get all the like lesser known grim dark cult stuff cult status stuff and they package it together. You can download the app for free, watch for free. It's got ads, but that's not a huge deal. The ads are fine. It's like watching normal TV. And as far as I've seen, usually they do a pretty good job of if this thing has bumpers, like a show like Cremorio or any, an any made-for-TV anime, they'll try and fit the ad in the bumpers. So it's not like you're getting like cut in, cut out at weird times where it's not intended, and that's really nice. Um, but once again, it's streaming on Midnight Pulse, and it's—I can't stress enough. If you want a really, really, really funny anime, definitely give Cremorti a look. It is one of. So let me put it this way: when somebody I know has a birthday. Generally, my go-to GIF, my go-to image to send them for their birthday is this picture of of the character who's named Freddy because they're like, that's definitely Freddy Mercury. And Takashi's like, that's definitely Freddy Mercury. And someone else, I'm shit, you know, I'm like, no, no, this is just Freddy. He's a cool dude. We're not sure why he's in high school, but he's a cool dude because he's definitely, like, 46. No one knows why. Um, but, 
<laughs> um, but he's definitely not Freddie Mercury. You're insane. God damn it. Um, but it, it, it's just, it's as funny as I'm making it sound, if not funnier. So definitely give it a look. If you like um, funny shows, if you want to watch it for free, you can go watch it on Midnight Pulse. Um, any kind of anime pictures of Freddie Mercury you've seen in your life will make sense to you after this show. That that that's a truth. Um, but it's it's a really fun show and. On that note, I'm gonna end this a little short since I don't I don't want to like go too far into Cromarty because I don't want to ruin it. And a lot of comedy is about experiencing it for the first time. Uh, but like I said, on that note, my name has been Alex, and you've been listening to Launchbox Radio. Once again, if you like listening to me every week and you're in the tri-state area and you're going to Liberty City Anime Con. I will be doing panels there on Saturday and Sunday of that weekend. That's the weekend of August 9th, 10th, and 11th. I'll be doing panel a panel called Full Metal Beyond, an exploration disability anime, a panel called Mommy and Daddy Hate You, a guide to bad anime parenting, and a panel called Welcome to Your Cyberpunk Future. If you like this podcast but you can't make it to that, no hard feelings. I'm not. I'm not telling you to fly anywhere to see me. I'm not that important. Um, but you can subscribe to this podcast. Get new episodes every week. Check out all the stuff I've already talked about. I've talked about so much stuff that I've had to, in the past couple of weeks, scroll through my own list of podcasts to make sure I haven't talked about this thing before. And if I have, can I talk about it again as a season two, like I did with Kakigurui season two? Two episodes now before before this one, um, but definitely um, subscribe and leave me a five star rating if your podcast app of choice lets you do so. But until then, I will talk at you next time. It's so familiar, but I still can't remember the title. That wasn't even my song. It's on the tip of my tongue. Crap, this song's gonna bug me until I can remember what the stupid song's called. I'll do whatever it takes to remember it. Alright, you guys ask around, see if anyone knows it. Thanks for your help, everybody. <laughs> it sounds like that. Oh. <laughs> like that, right? I love that song. What is it called? It goes like that. Yeah, what's it called? Right? That's, That's not, not it, shithead. Like that.
Oh, by the way, did anybody remember the name of that song? No, we just got more confused. We still don't know what it's called, but our singing has improved. Not quite what we were looking for, but I guess it's something. Well, I think...